fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hold on, i got to get the live stream up and going here. What a day it's been. Hey, welcome into the program. Good golly, a pre-fright. No, it's a midweek celebration. It flies right on by. Welcome into the show. Thanks for hanging out, broadcasting live out of the heartland of America. It's one of those days where... Hold on here. Oh, there we go. That would explain it. That would explain it. I'm wondering why I'm wondering why my imaging's not going away and it's just not making any sense to me. I have the wrong button up there. Hey, all right. Let's try this again. Welcome into the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today on The Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heartland of America, right here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. I, I, I was trying to share the live feeds going on all over the place. They popped up, trying to share them out everywhere. We're getting a lot of feedback from that. Thank you guys for watching. We appreciate that very much from all over the country. We are on multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. You ever have one of those guys in your friends list, maybe you hung out with in college, maybe you hung out with at the bar, maybe you hung out with at family dinners, where they're just a little slow sometimes. Apparently, I am today with just how I'm like trying to handle everything here on my end. But there's always that guy where you tell a joke, and then like 30 seconds later, like, oh yeah, that was kind of funny. That was good. Just a little slow on the draw, and you know it, so you almost trying to play into it a little bit and try to tease them and drop the little nuggets in there just to try and tease them and poke fun. It's hilarious, isn't it? It's kind of great. That's the way I'm starting to recognize Anthony Fauci is and the government, which we should already kind of expect the government's not quite up par on the latest and greatest in the technology and the latest and greatest in the news and information, you know, facts and information. But yet we listen to them for everything on how to live our life. Here's the breaking news of the day that I thought was kind of interesting. Here we go. According to CNBC, Anthony Fauci has come out and said that the indications suggest that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is less severe than the Delta variant, but still warns against complacency. Yeah, I know. Now, again, okay. We're going to talk about COVID a little bit today. Rick Mehta, he's a congressional candidate. He's also a former FDA official. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour here in just a little bit to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic and how we've handled this thing. But we've been saying this for like almost a month now, haven't we? We went into the Christmas and the Thanksgiving celebration even really saying, you know, Omicron isn't that bad. You don't have to really worry about it. The doctors out of South Africa are saying, yeah, we shouldn't have even really like said this was much of a variant because while it spreads quicker, you don't have to worry about much. It gives you the sniffles, maybe some congestion, maybe some coughing and sneezing, maybe a little bit of a fever. The typical cold that you get during the wintertime, now all of a sudden we're getting that. It's, it's not the cold. It's the Omicron variant, and you're probably going to die. Yeah, it's how they usually handle this. It's okay. It's all right. But now, after saying that this is going to be the massive wave of new COVID cases, everybody's going to die. We're going to see like 15,000 deaths a week from from this Omicron variant, according to them. Now, one person has died in the state of Texas, and it already makes up over 75% of all the cases in the U.S. because it is that contagious, but yet it doesn't harm you that bad. Fauci finally, a month later, a month delayed of us saying this, is now saying all indications suggest that Omicron is less severe than Delta. <laughs> which forgive me i i may have it honestly i'm not sure there somebody at work here has had it hit the radio station where i work at 
And today, of course, whenever I get a little bit of a cold or a little bit of a sinus thing, it hits directly in my throat because that's what I use all day talking at a radio station. So if I have to stop and use the cough button for a second, I apologize for that. But I may have it. Now, does that mean I'm going to run out and get the COVID-19 vaccine because I'm going to die? Probably not. Probably not. Going to go home. Going to take my antiviral holistic tea. I'm going to take some vitamins of vitamin D3, magnesium, and iron. I'm going to take some NyQuil tonight, and I'm going to go to bed and probably tomorrow feel absolutely fantastic because I'm not going to run out and use the hysteria and the paranoia of an Omicron variant just because I have a little tickle in my throat and I'm concerned about getting a cold, which is about the extreme symptoms that the Omicron variant actually has. They say that now the Omicron and the Delta variant are the two that are the main spreaders right now. That's cool. Both of them are like not serious. Um, the Delta variant has well, like a 0.03, death rate. Omicron has one death in the U.S. and the state of Texas from someone who had massive amounts of other illnesses that they had. So I'm not too terribly worried. No, I am not vaccinated. No, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I have no reason to because I believe that a natural immunity does wonders when you actually get sick. What a concept. I'll take some medicine at home. I'll take some vitamins. I will be fine. My Advil colon sinus can stop the Omicron variant. Again, I don't know if that's what I have. I'm not going to get tested either. I don't really know. So I will never know if this is actually the Omicron variant or not. All I do know is that someone here at the station believes that they may have it, and they were out yesterday and today, and they're afraid of having it, and they were in the first day of the week, and they uh, were around me, so I very well could. Who actually knows, but who really cares at all? Anyways, it doesn't really matter. There's a lot I want to get to. It's not all about COVID today, although that is a a big portion of the show today. The paranoia that's being spread from this. And now a month later, when it didn't work, when the fear tactics didn't work from COVID, they're starting to backtrack a little bit, which is why Fauci's like, well, all indications indicate that Omicron's not as severe as Delta. Really? Thanks for that, buddy, because we told you that a month ago. But it was the paranoia, if you remember, for the last month of go get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. Well, the Omicron variant doesn't work with the vaccine. Go get vaccinated because then well, you even if you get it, you can't spread it, which just is crap and isn't true. But that's what they try to tell you. The big push, the big paranoia, which really explains a lot of stuff right now, doesn't it? There was a headline again from CNBC a few days ago after Christmas that holiday sales, buying things for Christmas, jumped by 8.5% this year, according to a report from MasterCard. As they say, shoppers, quote-unquote, shrug off the higher prices. And they were trying to say, that they were, what they were trying to do is they were really trying to buy into the whole Jim Cramer thing from uh, MSNBC. You remember Jim Cramer, that a hack of an economist that tries to tell you what the markets are doing? And you remember what he said, uh, like, what was it, almost a month ago, a few weeks ago? To me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. See that number this morning, the unemployment number? It's the best in years. Not- <laughs> I can't play anymore. I can't play anymore. This is the best economy we've ever seen, the best recovery, economic recovery in U.S. history. Jo- Joe Biden saved the day. By creating some great economic recovery. Now, just because we have a 6.8% inflation rate, that's a good thing. Just because there's nothing on the sh- on the shelves, that's a good thing. That means not because of trade deals and just because of embargoes that he's put to not allow the ships come into the ports. It's because you've been buying things because you're really excited about economic recovery. According to Jim Cramer, the hack on CNBC and on MSNBC and whatever else he's on. He's actually in trouble, and we'll talk about him in just a second, too. But that's the mindset. They try to blow smoke up here you know what, while saying that the economy is doing so well, you're out just spending money left and right because you're in a really good position to do so. Now, it may be true for some, not for most. 
I am spending a lot more in gas traveling. I'm sure you are as well. The, the milk, milk is ridiculous. In California, I've heard milk for a gallon of milk is like seven bucks a gallon right now. Here in the state of Candace, where I'm at, it's like over five bucks a gallon. It's absurd. It's stupid. Thanks to the 6.8% inflation rate, not to mention Kansas, we have a, a 6.5% uh, tax on sales tax on food as well, which is really dumb. Only like six states in the country do that, too. We are fighting that. We're working on that one here. Don't you worry. In a red state like this, we will get rid of it. We just have to get rid of a hack Democrat governor, but that's another story for another time. And I don't have time to jump into that right now. Why did sales jump 8.5% for holidays? When inflation's up, the economy's not doing well. There was a back order on a lot of stuff. The supply chain issues are still there, even though Joe Biden tried to take credit and warn us about it and then said that he's the one that saved it, which he didn't. And we played our DeSantis saves Christmas by allowing ships to dock in Florida and actually get delivered. So thank you, Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida for doing that one. So the big question is then, why are holiday sales up by 8.5% when the economy's not doing like they as well as they say? Because to them, this is the arson they're using by saying the economy is doing well. I'll tell you exactly why. It's the same tactic they use with COVID. It's the same tactic they use with the economy. It's the same tactic they're using with oil. It's the same tactic they're using with the environmentalists. It's the same tactic they're using with every other political agenda that they're trying to promote right now, which is the fast and furious. It's the paranoia. It's the panic buying. It's the fear. It's the politics that they like to play of go get it right now the rush the rush the rush the mad rush go do it right now they told you all through the holiday season that there would be a supply chain issue they told you all through the holiday season that there would not be a single thing on the shelf go get it right now because if you don't get it right now then you you're not going to get it i remember all the way back when at the beginning of november before even the Black Friday sales began, uh, at the radio station I work at, we have, you know, Kim Commando, another talk radio show on the weekend, great national program talking about tech issues. Her update during the week had talked about at the beginning of November, before even the Black Friday sales started, they were saying certain items, especially tech items, you know, the uh, the Oculus, the virtual reality gaming system, that sort of stuff. If you're going to get one, get one now, because if you try to order it on Black Friday or thereafter, you probably won't get it until after the first of the year. The panic buying was there. The panic during Omicron, as soon as it came out, we told you, everybody said from there, it's not that bad. It's like a cold. It's like a mild flu. You're not going to worry about it. Don't worry about this Omicron variant. What was the panic then? Go get vaccinated right now or else you're all going to die. And we saw vaccines skyrocket. During the very beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, what happened? We saw the mad rush for toilet paper out of all things. Why? Because of the panic. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to be locked in, and heaven forbid you're not going to have toilet paper. Everybody panic and lose your minds. This is the games that they like to play. They use the same tactic going into Black Friday, the holiday shopping, and Christmas season by saying you're not going to be able to get it. Go out and get it right now or else it's not going to be there. The economy is going to be worse. You remember the headlines. Inflation could double over the next two months, and that was in October. The inflation sitting at 55 6% inflation at that time could double again by November and again by December. We could see a threefold inflation rate. Over the next few months, go and get your stuff right now. Go and buy it before it's off the shelf. Go and buy it before you can't find it anymore. Go and get it before it gets back ordered and you won't get it till January. It was the paranoia. It was the panic buying. So everybody rushed out to go get their stuff before they ran out, before they were afraid it was going to go away. And then they come back and say, oh, look at that. Yeah. 
The economy's not that bad. People are shrugging off the high prices. People are shrugging off the inflation rates. People aren't concerned about the economy because holiday sales jump by 8.5% nationwide, year over year. Now, that is compared to last year where they didn't go out shopping because everybody was paranoid about COVID-19, so that's part of it as well. But 8.5% jump, everybody's worried about the economy, right? No, no, they're not. This is the garbage that they try. And they're trying it again already. This Jim Cramer guy... This hack, is it CNBC? It is CNBC. Mad Money with Jim Cramer, this guy who thinks the economy is doing all so well, which is completely To me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. (laughs) I still laugh when he plays that. Uh, According to therap.com, he's getting uh, in trouble because he tried to post some photos of shops getting into Valentine's Day and showing pictures of empty shelves saying that, You better go out and get your Valentine's Day stuff now because it's going to be off the shelf. There's going to be a supply chain issue. Everything's going to be panicked again. Go out and get it. Go out and panic. Go out and freak out. Go out and lose your minds. And now he's getting attacked by many individuals, even stores, saying you're spreading clear, quote unquote, clear misinformation, as Donald Trump would say. You are fake news. Because you are. And because the panic buying can only last for so long, you can only tell people to panic and lose their minds and have paranoia for so long. And the politics of fear can only work for so long before you realize that, wait a second, that's not the case. You're not going to dictate to us what we need to buy and how we need to buy it and how quickly we need to go out and get it. We're going to do it on our own time and we're going to stop buying crap at a 6.8% inflation rate because that's not healthy for the economy. I know that's unpopular for some on the left side of the aisle, but they have to accept reality. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a midweek celebration. Greatest day of the entire week. I don't care what you say. Got to keep the positivity, right? <laughs> You're on hump day, whatever you want to call it. We're near the end, downhill slope, whatever. 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back in. Rick Meta. he is a congressional candidate for the state of New Jersey. He is also a former FDA official. He'll be joining us here in just a few minutes to talk about the latest out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Are we handling things properly? <laughs> I, I can't say it. I can't say it with a, with a straight face. Uh, how do we go move forward and how can we stop some of the crazy mandates? We're getting mixed signals. It's like that X. You're not quite sure. Are they interested? Are they not interested? What the heck's going on here? Do they want to be back together? They're trying to find somebody else. I'm so confused right now. We're getting mixed signals from Washington, D.C. and from Joe Biden, uh, because while he says that he agrees with Republican governors that the federal government and federal mandates cannot stop the pandemic, it's got to be up to states. He's continuously pushing on the FDA mandates and the vaccine mandates and the COVID mandates nationwide. So I'm not quite sure what to do. So thank you for the mixed signals there, Joe Biden. You feeling feeling good today? Come on, man. I know. I know. All right. Still trying to be mean to you. Jim Cramer in uh, in trouble for. Clear misinformation, which we should know because he's part of the mainstream media, so we know it's going to be misinformation. But the panic buying, have you bought into it or did you buy into it? It's okay if we admit, hey, you know what? At the very beginning of the COVID pandemic, we bought into the paranoia. We weren't sure what's going on. We stayed home. We did our social distancing. We didn't go anywhere. We need to just kind of back off a little bit and see what the heck's going on. I think a lot of people really started to question once we started seeing Black Lives Matter and protests out in the streets in the tens of thousands not wearing masks. And the medical professionals were like, ah, that's cool. They're fighting for something important. So therefore, it's totally worth it. Well, wait a second. Can I go back to work and open my mom and pop shop? Can I get that business door open again? No, you can't do that. You'll kill people. How dare you try and do that? Uh, Real quickly here, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but this does take things to another level here. And the Supreme Court now is looking at the vaccine mandates at the federal level because, as you know, the district courts tried to hold it up, said that it was unconstitutional. It was approved by another district judge, and it was re uh, it was uh, re-triggered, I guess, from OSHA. They're looking at trying to impose this again, but now it's being taken to the Supreme Court. There's a great piece out of Newsmax.com, which you may want to go check out. And a Supreme Court ruling on vaccine mandates could have broad implications for executive branch's power. And I think it's a really great read that you need to go and check out because they're right. If they shoot down this vaccine mandate from the Biden administration, it would have not only huge implications on the COVID response, which is why I think Biden's starting to backtrack a little bit on his policies and the White House in general, just Democrats, are trying to backtrack a little bit. But I also think that it's going to have an implication on the idea that a president can just waltz in, write all these executive orders, make all these mandates through the federal agencies, which, by the way, were not supposed to be intended by the Constitution, were not supposed to be where they are right now, especially with the power and control that they actually have. And this is going to have real implication on the limitations of the executive branch. Now, this is good news because maybe, just maybe, we could get back to three branches of government where we actually have equal power. We could get back to checks and balance systems where you don't just write 80 executive orders in the first 10 months of your administration. Joe Biden. Sorry, just had to make sure. Uh, Just in case there's other administrations that did the same thing. Uh, Joe Biden would be the one that would do like, what, over 70 executive orders in the first 10 months of his administration. You can't do that. There's a balance here. If you've noticed, there has been two bills, two bills 
in the entire first 10, 11 months of the administration that were passed by Congress, approved by the Supreme Court as constitutional, and signed by the executive branch the way things are supposed to be done. We would not have any of the mandates right now that they've tried to impose. We would not have some of the crazy taxes and uh, crazy spending that they've done. We would not have some of the garbage that they've tried to impose on us already. We would have really one thing, which was the infrastructure bill. That would be it. That was actually gone through that process. It would change the implication of what the executive branch could do, and it would limit that power. Is that going to happen? I hope so. Only the Supreme Court will tell. And, of course, now we have to rest the hands on the Supreme Court again. I'm a little nervous about that one, but I am a little optimistic about the Supreme Court's decision on this because never before have we expanded the power of OSHA to the level of vaccine mandates like we are right now. Lots more coming up on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, all over the country. Multiple stations, radio, multiple TV stations. Live stream, thanks again to OpsLens. Welcome to you guys. We love you guys over at OpsLens.com. Download the OpsLens app. Go to the website at OpsLens.com. Check out the live stream. So I actually had the stream up today, and I've been actually chatting with some of the people in the live feed for the Facebook Live on the ops lens so if you are watching on there thank you for that we love you appreciate it although i just saw i think they had a glitch and it was acting up facebook cut off the feed or slowed it down not sure what's going on there maybe it's because i was talking about covid if so i apologize for that one i mean i don't apologize for what i was talking about but that's it's just ridiculous you can't have anything on there so we'll see if they can't get that feedback up and going on there but you can still check it out on all the other live streams. We appreciate you guys very, very much. Speaking of COVID, I want to shift gears and talk about that here. We have some news, by the way, some breaking news coming out uh, regarding the Maxwell case we'll get to here in just a minute as well. So stay tuned in on that. But I want to shift gears and get back to some COVID info. What's trending today? How do we handle this madness? What do we do from here? And I, like I said, I am a little under the weather today, so I apologize if I have to use the cough button. I, I may have the Omicron, which I know, very scary, right? <laughs> That cold thing where you could get like a sore throat and a sneezing cough and like a slight fever or something like that. Terrible winter cold or something. Uh, But somebody here at the radio station, they think may have it and has been out two days and I've been around them. So I don't know. I got a sore throat. That's about it. So 
I'm just going to roll with it. Yes, for those that are concerned, I do wash my hands. I do sanitize. No, I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm just, it's not happening. But how can we deal with this madness? Because the paranoia, the panic of go out and get the vaccine, like shut down everything again because of Omicron. Everybody's going to die. We're going to see like 15,000 deaths a week. All the paranoia. And now Fauci comes out and says a month later after we've been trying to show him this, that, oh, you know, actually this one's not as bad as the Delta variant, which was less bad than the regular COVID uh, original variant. So, uh, you know, still be cautious, but it's actually not going to be that bad. Markets have settled down. Trading's starting to get back to normal. Is this what it's going to take? We're getting the mixed signals from the Biden administration. Federal government mandates are not going to solve this. It's got to be done at the state level. I agree with you, multiple different Republican governors that are saying this on a conference call. At the same time, I still want to push my federal vaccine mandates. I'm so confused. It's like the X. You're not sure what to believe here one way or the other. I'm excited to have on the program to talk about some of this and more. He is a former FDA official. He is a Georgetown University healthcare professional. He is a current candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives out of the great state of New Jersey. Excited to have on the program with us here, Rick Mato here with us. Rick, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing well, Andy. Hey, thanks for having me tonight. Yeah, I appreciate you very much coming on the show. I'm excited to chat with you because... I, again, I'm so confused. What are we supposed to take away from all this? Before, we weren't supposed to wear masks. Now we have to wear like three. Omicron was going to kill us all. Now it's not as bad as Delta, which was less than the original. I mean, what are we supposed to take away from all of these mixed signals coming from Fauci and the federal government right now? Well, well you know, it's science, right? I mean, everything <laughs> they say is just science. When they don't have an answer, they just, well, trust me, I'm science, right? Uh, no, look, the, the flip-flop Fauci continues to mislead and misdirect, and that goes with the CDC director, Walensky, as well. Uh, you know, she was recently asked, why are you giving mixed signals to the American public? And her response said, well, you know, it's because of science. Oh, well, what is the science and what is going on? So we've got to break it down. The first thing, look, in the Midwest, 90 percent, and this is CDC data, 90 percent of COVID cases is Omicron. And we know with Omicron, the symptoms are mild to moderate. Uh, we also know that the FDA hasn't put out any statements to state whether or not the booster and the vaccines are effective against Omicron. Uh, and we recently know that, that both Pfizer and Merck now have treatment options that have 90 percent efficacy against uh, against COVID in general, be it its variants or the parent stream. Uh, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, 90% effectiveness to keep you out of the hospitals or developing severe infections. So the things that the Biden administration aren't talking about is ways to finally end the conversation around the pandemic, because the truth is uh, we, I believe, are living in an endemic, which means we're going to have COVID just like we have the common cold, just like we have the flu. And the way to end this is to stop talking about it and change the context and live with it. Yeah, amen to that. Once it becomes airborne, like they say it is right now, then there is. There's nothing we can do. We cannot eradicate it. Anyone that tries to talk about herd immunity or eradication, I mean, that's out the window now. It's airborne. We have to learn to live with it as a normal thing. Yeah, I, I think herd immunity for the parent strain of COVID was out the window uh, probably at least six months plus ago. And, and I'll tell you, you know, what vaccines do, vaccines actually, it's, it's a passive immunity. It stimulates the production of your own antibodies. What they're not doing is talking about natural immunity. And I think as people get more exposed to this, and this may not be a popular uh, belief, but more people are getting exposed, developing uh, immunity or antibodies against it. Uh, you know, we may actually achieve herd immunity to Omicron. You know, we might actually 
start to fight it out and develop it. Um, and look, you know, just like the influenza virus, you know, it mutates uh, year over year, those that have compromised immune systems um, and others that are vulnerable uh, patient populations, they have to pay attention and, right. you know, uh, take it upon themselves to stay safe. Uh, but the rest of the American public, we don't need to shut down the economy. We don't need to shut down businesses and crush, uh, crush our small businesses. We don't need these lockdowns and restrictions. And especially with the treatment options, what the Biden administration should be doing is just like they did with Operation Warp Speed under President Trump. President Biden should be talking about Operation Warp Speed for treatment options. And instead, what are they doing? They're shutting down access to antibodies. Uh, in Florida's uh, Surgeon General went up and blasted the Biden administration saying, why aren't you making antibody, uh, monoclonal antibodies more prevalent, more available for, for our treatment centers? And so they're just not focused on the right thing. And they tell the American public to go right while they go left and vice versa. Uh, you know, this, this administration has been a disaster from the beginning. But now what the good thing is, I think the American public is finally waking up. You don't need to be a scientist or a medical professional to know that what the CDC is feeding you is a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, that's very true. What is their response when we ask, why aren't you promoting this any, uh, this monoclonal antibodies that's actually helping people? We hear people like Joe Rogan that got over it in like 48 hours. You had President Trump take it when he got it at the time. A lot of people, I mean, Florida, it's just you go in there, uh, other talk show hosts, Dan Bongino, for example, I got it. I went down there. I took it. It's great. I was done in like 48 hours. I tested negative. Everything was fine. Why aren't we pushing that as hard as we're pushing other things like like the vaccine? Well, I, I, that's something I don't even think President Biden can answer, right? <laughs> he just went up there and said there's no federal solution. So I don't think he knows what he's doing. I don't think his team knows what he's doing. And here's the ironic part. The reason that they shut down access to monoclonal antibodies and certain monoclonal antibodies is because they found that it wasn't effective against Omicron. Well, guess what? The FDA hasn't put out any statements to say the vaccines are effective against Omicron either. So, you know, there's a lot of misinformation being directed by the Biden administration. Uh, And here is the real uh, irony of all of it. When President Biden went up there and said there is no federal solution you have to now ask the question, is there truly a federal public health emergency? And I will argue legally there is no more public health emergency at the federal level anymore. You know what that triggers? That triggers the shutdown of the issuance of emergency use authorizations and these very ridiculous, unnecessary mandates towards vaccines. And again, I will maintain what we need to do is start focusing on making these treatments available and ending the conversation around COVID. Well, like you said, I mean, I'm always the glass half full optimistic kind of guy. And you're right. We have different parts of the population, different demographics that are extremely vulnerable that need to be protected, whether it's from a vaccine, whether it's the monoclonal antibodies, whether it's from just washing hands. Uh, But what I've learned from the last year and a half, two years, is that it's reminded us to when you sneeze, you cover up your sneeze. When you cough, you cover up your cough. You don't cough and then go and try and shake somebody's hands. You have a personal bubble when you go into public and you do these things. We don't have to go to the paranoia state of everybody's going to die unless you get the vaccine that you can still get the virus. You can still spread the virus when you're on the vaccine. You can just take common sense precautions and outside of the vulnerable population where you do some extra protection, which we already did, by the way, when your grandparents are in the in the nursing home and you have a cold, you probably don't go see your grandparents in the nursing home until you're over the cold. Like this is just common sense stuff that could have gotten us through this thing way quicker. Absolutely. I mean, we've thrown common sense, uh, basic uh, public hygiene out the window. And, uh, you know, now the, the problem is, is that 
the government is stepping in, overreaching, and not allowing conversations with your health care professionals, mandating masks, mandating vaccines. All it's creating is hesitancy among the American public. Things that Americans would do anyways, like you said, mask up, wash hands, uh, hand sanitize, and the other, you know, normal cautionary things that one would do, uh, people are questioning because the CDC keeps putting out mixed messaging. And then the Biden administration is using their executive over uh, executive orders overreach to force companies, private companies to force vaccinations. And so, you know, it's going to be very interesting when the Supreme Court picks up these cases, oral arguments on January 7th to see where this nets out. I think Biden has already alluded to the fact that if there's no federal solution, I think he already knows he lost in court again. Uh, And, you know, I think the American public is starting to realize that and getting back to normal again. We got just about 45 seconds here before we got to let you go. But your message to business owners that are waiting to see what's going to happen with the Supreme Court case, what is your message to them to stay strong and try and fight these COVID vaccine mandates if you have over 100 employees to decide if uh, make your own decision if you want to, to make the vaccine mandates in place just in case? What should they be looking at right now? We got to focus on the economy. Stay consistent. Stay the course. Uh, again, with treatment options coming down the pike, the new protease inhibitors, this pandemic will end, despite the fact that there's such misinformation coming out of President Biden and his administration. we got to look past this and focus on the American economy again. It's all about the economy, trying to get it up and go. But the, according to them, they say the economy is great, even with a near 7% inflation rate. So there is that. It's Rick Mehta. He's congressional candidate for the 7th District in New Jersey. Rick, it's a pleasure. We're out of time, my friend. we got to get you back on to talk some more about the campaign. Happy to. Thanks, Andy. Thanks hey, for having me. Love, appreciate it very much. It's again FDA, a former FDA official and healthcare professional from Georgetown University, congressional candidate out of New Jersey, Rick Meta. You can find him on the social media at Rick Meta as well. We'll get him back on the program to talk about some uh, election stuff and uh, the campaign trail here very soon, getting into midterms. I'm so excited about midterms 2022. I'm feeling it. The energy's a brewing, my friends. We got one more segment left here for a Wednesday on the Voice Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Wrapping up here for a midweek celebration. Thanks again to Rick Mehta coming on the program, congressional candidate. Always appreciate him. We'll get him back on the show to talk about some campaign stuff here a little bit later. Let's get into real quick, though. We do have some breaking news that's happened just as the show is happening today. And it's been something that I think a lot of people have been kind of like half paying attention to. I think it's pretty important. We'll see what comes out of it. But the jury has officially reached a verdict in the Ghislaine Maxwell sex trafficking case. Know the Jeffrey Epstein kind of thing. As they say that she was a, quote, sophisticated trafficker. As they say that she is guilty across the board. And after six hours of closing arguments back on December 20th, they finally made that decision. And now she could be facing up to 60 years in prison. Now, we knew this. It was kind of obvious. Everybody kind of knew it. I don't know why it took them so long to actually make that decision, but they did. I know a couple of days ago they were asking for like some sticky notes and some additional stuff or whiteboard or I don't know, whatever. But they made the decision. Now they're going to be reconvening later for an actual uh, verdict on how the punishment, what it's going to actually look like. This is where I believe now I'm not some type of legal expert in any way, shape or form. So don't quote me on this one, but I believe this is where they start discussing. All right, you could be facing up to 60 years in prison. Is that what you want to do? Or let's cut a deal if you start releasing names on who all was involved. And I would love to see that entire list. Now, the only time that the media has even hinted at this discussion was when they say Donald Trump was on the Epstein plane. It's the only time that they actually mention this in any way, shape, or form. So I'm curious as to what's going to come out of this, if she's going to cut a deal to release information or if she's just going to go to years for go to prison for 60 years. I don't really know. Or, you know, be released in five years on good behavior or some crap because that's what they like to do. Or she's just going to buy her way out and just be on home arrest with an ankle bracelet. I don't really know. It doesn't really matter because we already knew the outcome of this before it started because they don't want all of this information out. And it almost turned into for a while, not about her or about Jeffrey Epstein, but about who was involved with them on their plane and on the island. That's really what it turned into in some way, which it kind of was a good thing, I think, because we need to know. We need to know who's actually involved in sex trafficking. While you see videos and you see photos starting to pop up of Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein in like a human trafficking awareness club and they're, you know, supporting some type of big operation or some nonprofit trying to stop sex trafficking while they're the ones actually bringing it in there. So I say good that they that they finally came to a result. But what's going to come of this? I find it kind of interesting on see where we're going to go. But after the 12-person panel began deliberating, uh, they 
finally came to their decision. And the news that broke just about the time the show was coming on the air today was the fact that uh, she is charged. It was unanimous and she could be facing up to 60 years in prison. Uh, she was arrested, uh, according to uh, the New York Post, she was arrested at her $1 million New Hampshire estate back in July 2020. And she faces 70 years behind bars if convicted on all accounts, which she was. And we'll see what kind of punishment actually comes out with this. What kind of deal will she make? Who will be exposed? Will they be able to topple it or will it be brushed under the rug? Now, the big question is, will it get in the right hands and will the general public be able to know? I think the general public should have a right to know on who is involved. Obviously, it was involved with the general public when you're stealing girls out of college or out of high school or out of whatever and bringing them to do these ridiculously absurd sick acts. I would think that we should be involved in this to know exactly who's involved in all of it. We know Bill Clinton was multiple times. All right, all right. <laughs> we know that was there. Donald Trump, he was on the plane, but Donald Trump also was known to kind of distance himself from Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. So I don't know. Maybe he was like, yeah, you know what? I found out what was going on there. A little bit shady. Don't want nothing to do with it. I don't know. Are there elected officials? Are there heads of state? Other government officials from other countries? Obviously, we have our theories. We have a lot of conspiracy theories out there. I think we should know as a general public. Will we ever know? Probably not. What's probably going to happen is they'll get some of the information, they'll turn it over to a government agency, FBI, CIA, do whatever they have to do, and then we'll just be like, oh, we're investigating. And then 70 years from now, they're still investigating and they never actually did anything, which is the way they usually work because politics, unfortunately, in the federal government has gone from actually doing something to we're going to hold on to this information and find a great way to blackmail you with it later on for you to do our bidding. That's kind of how politics has turned out to be. Not like it's never, ever been that way before, because it's always been that way. But I think it's just going to be another piece of arson that they have in their, uh, you know, in their arson when they decide to do something stupid like that. So we'll see what happens. But at least that decision came out. It's about time. It shouldn't have taken that long. And we'll see what happens moving forward in that case. But I haven't covered it a whole lot. Thought we should let you know about that one. Is that one just broke? All right. Two more days of 2021. Are you ready? we got a couple more fun shows to get to next week. We're going to be jumping into it two feet in, ready to rock and roll. Not like we haven't this week, but hey, we're going to keep you somewhat entertained the next couple of days. Keep it somewhat lighthearted and fun. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst to change in your own community. Be your own voice of reason. I am Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.